This is Hoss. And this is Samson. With Franks and Deans. In Las Vegas, Nevada. And And unless unless we we feel feel like screaming at the radio, we never listen to I Doubt It with Dollimore. Guy's such an asshole. Yeah, but she's kind of hot, though. The following broadcast may contain free thinking and open-minded discussion, ideas, skepticism, and adult subject matter. Topics will be discussed using adult language, sometimes gratuitously. Get ready to move the conversation forward. This ain't your granddad's news and comment show. This is I Doubt It with Dollamore. Welcome to the show, everybody, and thank you for joining us. Episode 521 by Doubt It with Dollamore. I'm your host, Jesse Dollamore, the very alive Jesse Dollamore, and I'm joined by the equally alive Brittany Page. Are you feeling good about the fact that the um, terrorist organization, <laughs> Trump Fan Network, has been taken down? Yes. You know, for a long time, I think we avoided saying the name. That's right. Well, of I didn't want to give them a plug. But remember, just to refresh everybody's memory, this was the channel that would often make videos about you and at one point uh, depicted you being shot in the head. Yes. In one of the videos. Yes. Like you with were, blood and everything. Yeah. I mean, it was like blood that was like done in paint, you know, Microsoft paint. Um, blood nonetheless. The, 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 the imagery of my murder being depicted. I'm, Whether I'm, it be poorly done or not, that's what they got the, 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 the message across to their, they had more, more subscribers than me. Yeah. Um, I thought that we were in a different place where I could joke about it. Oh. Um, but now I see that we're not in a different place. No, we are. We, we're, we're fine to make fun of it, but I don't want to make it. I just didn't want to d- d- diminish the, the actual threat that took place. It for sure was campy and, you know, corny and, not very skillful yeah my intention was not to diminish it my intention was to um mock the quality of the video which was terrible what but a mook the moron is who runs the channel or ran the channel because but, youtube took it down right but you were caught in the crosshairs and they they did depict you being shot in the head and um people might not know because they might be new but death threats although not as common anymore have happened um we've had to call the cops we've had the cops yeah. here many times death threats have come and so this video like you said um with this channel having so many subscribers that's where a lot of those sometimes you play the hateful voicemails before the show those are real and those would often come as a result of this person's channel and so it wasn't just him putting up the videos and spewing the vitriol it was all of his followers as well so you had this massive channel he had the ability to dispatch his audience right but now apparently he's saying that youtube removed it without any warning without any notice and that seems a little odd yeah yeah that's not how it works With, with a case like this where he's had videos flagged hundreds of times because when when it first happened with that video and i went to to twitter with it Many, many, many people flagged that video. So he's had warning. He's mm-hmm. It's not just out of the blue. All I'm trying to do is stand up for all my prez. That's all I'm trying to do. Mm-hmm. No, you've levied threats. There's been legitimate harassment. Violence has been communicated. It's, it's one thing. I even gave him advice one time. I was like, well... Because I, I complained about a video on Facebook because he was just re-uploading my video. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's a copyright va- violation. Mm-hmm. And so I emailed him one time. I said, listen, I don't mind if you use my videos. I don't even mind if you make fun of me. But you have to transform the the work into your own. And that's what's considered fair use. Mm-hmm. And so you took him to school. Yeah. Well, and then he can started like doing Jesse Dollamore's fucking liar videos, which are, that's fine. They were funny. I mean, they you weren't know, funny. They, they were funny from the perspective of he's a dumbass and they don't hurt my feelings. Mm-hmm. But um, that one wasn't just poking fun. Yeah. So anyway. Um, I, uh, a listener reached out today yeah. and said, Hey, did you know that Trump, Trump fan network got closed down? They shut that channel down mm-hmm. and now he's whining about it on a Trump fan network Two channel. 
Yeah. So, so. I know that it, it sounds a little conspiratorial, but my first reaction was, did he delete this on his own? And then he's just trying to do one of these things where, oh, you see, conservative media is getting censored on social media channels. But then I thought, mm, he's probably not going to delete a channel that has 200,000 subscribers because that's significant. It takes a lot of work to get there. Yeah. Um, that would, I mean, that's the ultimate act of... I deleted my YouTube to own the libs. Yeah. I, I just can't imagine his ego letting that happen. So there must have been some warning. There, there has to be a lie here. Yeah, Where for sure. he had strikes against his channel and he just kept going or whatever it might be. But he was for sure warned before it was yes. deleted. Or he deleted it himself and uh, doesn't understand how life works. <laughs> well, or it could be he didn't delete it himself and still doesn't understand how life works. Mm. <laughs> That could be it, too. So, anyway, uh, a good day for that. Yeah. That makes me a little bit... Uh, some confidence is restored in the YouTube system <laughs> that they're taking care of some really shitty people and their shitty channel that didn't really serve any any benefit, no informational... It was just based on lies and Trump lies and harassing media figures. Yeah. We do want to say, because I don't want to give them too much. I mean, you can give them all the credit that you want, um, but I'm not going to give them a ton of credit because when this video did come out and it was flagged repeatedly, YouTube did not take it down. And Yeah, no, I, for sure. You're right. And yeah. I was actually the owner of the channel that ended up removing it. So YouTube still hasn't figured their shit out. <laughs> yeah. Someone can depict the murder of another person because of political difference and they're like, oh, yeah, this doesn't really violate anything. It's fine. Yeah. Well, maybe if it was more realistic, we'd take yeah. it down. But if he, he didn't he make used, this in paint. He then, used Microsoft Paint, yeah. so we can't do mm. it. <laughs> <laughs> he clicked on the little paint can and then just clicked it on the screen. He tried to pick which, which thickness of line yeah. he wanted to use. <laughs> <laughs> Created a shape and then filled it. Very, very funny. Mm -hmm. So anyway, that's good news for the day. Uh, we're excited. We're getting ready to go on a, on a weekend. I was going to say vacation, but it's not. I wouldn't call it a vacation. Visiting friends. Yeah. Three we recently four, moved there. Three or four days in San Francisco. That's going to be a good time. Mm -hmm. um, we're kind of unique vacation takers. Because we don't, uh, we don't, it's a lot of just food and food. Mm -hmm. A lot of, it's kind of a food trip. Yeah. You know what I mean? In fact, the people we're going to see suggested that we, uh, take a bike ride uh -huh. through some park. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, you can, you can just ride the bike through the park for like two hours. And I was like, what? <laughs> what? That, that sounds like a terrible time. Is I there mean, also some gym we can go do fucking CrossFit at for four, five or six hours at a time? All right. Well, no, thanks. We're going from riding a bike in a park for one to two hours to doing CrossFit in a gym for I, five to six hours. I don't see any difference. Seems like someone's exaggerating. Nope. A bit. They seem like the exact same thing. That's not what they seem like. <laughs> um, I, I understand what you mean, although... There is still some exercise element to past um, vacations, right? New York City, we yeah, walked everywhere. For sure. <laughs> um, Nashville, there was also a lot of walking in the heat, as I recall, because yeah. I was wearing boots and jeans for some reason when it was hot in the middle of the summer. <laughs> and um, we walked through the park and saw the Confederate yeah, statues. Yeah, we've done a lot of walking, for sure. Yeah, so, but what I'm saying is it isn't just eating. I mean, it's like sightseeing. It's doing terrorism-type wow. things. Uh, wow, what happened Terrorism-type things. I think it's because we were talking about that channel, yeah. and so terrorism was in my head. <laughs> um, anyway, what? You need a vacation, Brittany. <laughs> so that, that's what it sounds like to me. Yeah. So anyway, uh, that's going to be a good time. We've got some listener communication we should get to before this thing just fucking goes off the rails. Hey, guys. It's Chris from Tennessee. I was calling to respond about the pastor slash detective uh, Fritz, who is a lovely human being who shares God's perfect word every day to the uh, mass of sheep out there who... You know, is a bigoted son of a bitch. Anyway, he has also done a video where he said that if you work at a Burger King and a gay person comes in, that 
you should give them the food because that's your job, but you should be wary about touching any of the money or anything they give you without gloves or something because you can catch the gayness. I'm sure he's confused by that because every time he touches a gay person, he probably wants to suck their dick. But that's beside the point. Anyway, he is a horrible person who's in negotiation to end his contract. He's on a, a, a paid leave or whatever right now as they're ending his contract. So hopefully he'll be out soon and the taxpayers won't have to pay for him anymore. But I did see that a bunch of people are going to be protesting at the Planned Parenthood across the street from his church. And of course, protest him every single Sunday or whenever he does his sermons. So at least that's going on right now. I'm happy to say that on my friends list that nobody liked or supports his church and the only people who have talked on his page so far are the ones who basically tell him he's a horrible human being. But anyway, I'm here in Ground Zero. I'll report if I hear anything. Love the show. Bully's the best part. I wanted to follow it, so I'm glad we have somebody. It's nice having an audience that's just large enough that we've got somebody on the ground just about... Most places that we end up talking about, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. so, so that's great. I'm glad that they are negotiating, ending his contract. It is a bummer that they have to do it under the auspices of uh, paid leave. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, I don't touch the money when I go to Burger King either. It's not to catch from catching gayness. It's from. Uh, I don't go in Burger King. Yeah. Do you I remember guess. when um, my my debit card number got stolen and Chase knew right away because someone was spending like hundreds of dollars at Burger King and they're like, she's not doing this. <laughs> yes. We know her spending yeah. behavior. Yeah, that was years ago. She's not doing this. That's not her. <laughs> we got to put a stop to this right yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> we will lose all credibility. I really appreciate that from Chase. Mm-hmm. Oh, anyway, thanks for the call, Chris. We appreciate it very much. Last time on the show, while we were talking about the Democratic debates, actually, someone was calling in to talk about it. But because we were doing the show, of course, we didn't take the call live because that's not how podcasts work, usually. So uh, here is Team Ian echoing our concerns from last episode, Brittany Page. What's up, guys? your friend team in um fuck nbc and this debate thing i saw jesse was mad about it and i'm mad about it too for basically the same reasons um just elizabeth warren being at the kitty table is insane and i know that it was chosen randomly but what dumb dumb ass thought that was a good idea I think the thing that pisses me off most is this is just going to help Biden. Because, like, the things that Biden is weak on, say, women's issues and race issues. Well, he's weak on other stuff, but, like, those two come to mind. As a Bernie supporter, like, I don't think actually Bernie's bad on those issues, but he is, there's a large segment of, let's say, the baby boomer Democrat community that thinks he's bad on those issues. And he can't really attack Biden on that, but Warren is the best at attacking Biden on that. And I'm sorry, but like, I like Warren, I like, uh, I like Bernie. Biden is who I do not want to win the nomination, and this just helps him. And it's just, who thought random is a good idea? Like, why? What possible good does this do? Who wants to see John fucking Delaney? Who, uh, whatever. That's it. I know, yeah, yeah. I'm with you. Solidarity with Elizabeth Warren. And yeah, this is dumb. All right. Cheers. Bye. I just want to say that because of Facebook's inability to figure their shit out, um, Ian thinks that just Jesse felt this way. Yeah. Yeah. Because we were actually um, at a restaurant when this happened. And then you went to post it on Facebook and you could only tag yourself. That's right. So we both had this opinion. Yeah, we were both upset about it. It was going to be Jesse and Brittany, but I wanted it to like post to my own Facebook page, which it didn't do in the first place. But, it didn't even do that. But the only Britneys that you could tag were like porn um, pages. Well, just like pages of Britney pages. Yeah, yeah like Britney porn pages. 
Well, yeah. Well, I don't know if that's what it is, but it's. Well, it's I not... saw some of the pictures that were popping up. That's oh, right. pretty much what it was. <laughs> well, you, your name Brittany. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> What's that supposed to mean? I'm just saying. You don't like that phrase, so something must be happening for you to be using it. <laughs> you must be feeling some kind of way. It's just funny. It's a funny thing to say. I like saying funny things, and that seemed to me to be a funny thing to say. You do? I love saying funny things. Hmm. <laughs> you don't know that about me? I mean, you had to tell me just now, so I wish I could have figured it out myself. But <laughs> that In an ideal world, that, yeah. that would have been the way it worked. You make it kind of difficult, though. Yeah. Wow. Are you just saying? (laughs) Just saying. So anyway, uh, clearly, clearly, clearly we agree. um, They're going to have to get their shit together. Listen, I don't want to come across as super conspiratorial about the debates either, because I do believe that's what they did. Make it make it randomized. But it's hard to trust that that's what they did. It's hard to, to 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 take the DNC at their word when we've seen their past behavior. You know, I did see someone tweet and they said, I don't know why everyone is so upset that Elizabeth Warren is at the kitty table because she has top billing for the first night, meaning that she's going to get all of this attention. Um, and when we were talking about this, Jesse, you made an interesting point, which was sometimes that pressure of, oh, this is the expected top contender can actually backfire. Yeah, because people then expect her to kick ass. Mm-hmm. And if they, she doesn't kick ass in the exact le- at the exact level that they think, right. then it's a loss. Then, oh, wow, she underperformed. And then then she declines in the polls and in, in, in the public opinion. Yeah. So we so, hope that doesn't happen. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm I'm eager for that second night to kind of see how how Joe Biden does cuz I would love to see him, you know, slide in the polls. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Again, we'd love to know what you think about this or anything else. 657-464-7609. Of course, you can always email voice memos from your smartphone to i doubt it at dollamore.com. Support for I Doubt It with Dollamore comes from generous, engaged, intelligent, and good-looking listeners like you by way of Patreon. Your support on Patreon for as little as a dollar a month helps keep the show going and move the conversation forward one podcast at a time. If you would like to join the ever-growing family of supporters, please visit patreon.com slash idoubtitwithdollamore. We want to thank all of our beautiful listeners and beautiful Patreon supporters and beautiful PayPal supporters and beautiful Amazon Dollamore shoppers. And even the average looking ones. <laughs> and all of the beautiful um, listeners who rate and review us on iTunes yes. or whatever podcatcher you use with profanity free language. We appreciate all of that. So, so good. Mm hmm. Uh, we also appreciate those who are still shopping on the Amazon affiliate link, even though it's no longer on the website. You can go to dollamore.com slash Amazon. Every little purchase that you make, if you're going to purchase a purchase there anyway, you know, if you purchase a purchase is there, it goes toward the show, helping out the show, pennies at a time. But when we amass the strength of the volume of the audience, good things happen. <laughs> Real good. Wow. All right. So let's, before we get to Dollamocracy, and this isn't a, a political thing, I want to talk about this Alex Jones thing. Apparently, Alex Jones was required to send over a massive stash of emails as a part of discovery in this case that he is fighting with some of the Sandy Hook parents. And when he did that, he turned over this trove of emails. Some of them contained child porn. At least that's the allegation that the Sandy Hook uh, clients, plaintiffs, they went to the FBI. And then they had to come back into court because of this and also because Alex Jones took to his program... Now, as an aside, let me say let me say this. 
I, I don't want a bunch of kudos, but man, sometimes I feel like I really put in the extra work for the show. What? Because <laughs> I, I went through two oh. four-hour programs uh-huh. scrubbing through, I mean, as fast as you can go, to try to find these moments. Oh, that must have been terrifying, watching it on super speed? Well, it's not super speed. I have to, like, click, see what he's talking about for a few seconds, click ahead a few seconds, but not far enough that he might miss where he's saying it. Yeah. Listen for a few seconds, click ahead just a little bit. You know, it's a fucking nightmare because you're listening to goddamn Alex Jones. So can I ask you, did it have an effect on you? Like when I was younger and I would watch the Fast and Furious movies and then I would like leave the movie theater and try to drift in my 88 Honda Prelude. Would it be like that where you were, you finished watching it and you like immediately fixed yourself a protein shake, took a handful of supplements and then kind of ripped your shirt off and played with your chest hair like that? Was that kind of the end result? You would think that's what I did, but I actually started a charity for gay frogs <laughs> right after. Okay. All right. You want to give the website? No, no, it's not finished yet. Oh, okay. So, so, so anyway, it, it, it's... um. Really, at the end of this, I was really left kind of in shock at how, what a bizarre fucking character this guy is. <laughs> Alex Jones? Yeah, well, it just, I've never really spent any time really listening to anything that he says or watching him. Because he's sitting here, and he's in the middle, this isn't like normal performance shit. He's in the middle of a very real case that could fucking bankrupt him. You know, and he's fighting for his life right now. Mm-hmm. And he's sitting there with his defense attorney. And he starts going on this rant offering all this money, even though in subsequent videos or the previous video that I didn't know wasn't this particular video, he's talking about how sorry he is that he actually was told after this that they don't have any money and you need to start buying all the products to keep them in business. Otherwise, they're going to go. I mean, really, it's it's the classic classic um televangelist spiel mm-hmm. kind of a deal it really it's what it reminded me of his childhood yeah and having pastors beg for money because uh, if it, we're gonna be you know like oral roberts threatening that god is gonna kill him if he doesn't raise so many million dollars mm-hmm. that kind of shit yeah <laughs> but anyway listen to this section here i think this is about as unhinged as alex jones gets and i don't chalk this up to him just being a showman Because he's actually fighting for something that could end his career. It could ruin him. It could bankrupt him. And the other thing is that he's leveling threats here. Offering rewards and leveling threats against opposing counsel in this case. $100,000. Oh, did I mention on conviction another $100,000? $200,000. No, no, wait. One million dollars. One million. I, I can't help it. I've always done what I sell do. I don't have a lot of money, but I'll sell my house. One million dollars on conviction for who sent the child porn. One million dollars. We're going to publish all the metadata. We're going to turn you loose. The ISPs, the law enforcement, you know who did it. One million dollars. So now it's not 10,000. For arrest, it's a hundred thousand for arrest. It's one million for conviction. One million dollars. You think when you call up, oh, we'll protect you. We found the child porn. I like women with big giant tits and big asses. I don't like kids like you goddamn rapists, F heads. In fact, like <laughs> wait, this, wait. you fucks are gonna get it, you fucking child molesters. Go ahead. Did he say F-heads? You F-heads. And then he goes in, he says, cocksuckers, (laughs) you motherfuckers. He also just said big tits. Oh, yeah. And then he says F-heads. I like women with big, giant tits and big asses. Okay, even like the stank that he's putting on that. Big, giant tits and and big asses. And then he goes into F-heads. What is happening right now? It's like, oh, I don't S the Ds. I like big, giant tits and big asses. (laughs) He's a fucking weirdo. I don't know if you knew, knew that. 
or you suspect okay, it. Okay, you're the one who's acting shocked. Like, I don't, who ever heard of this character, Alex Jones? No, I knew he's he was so a character. Shocking. I knew he was a character. We're going to get back to the clip here. What weirds me out about this is the fact that he's facing very real consequences. Mm-hmm. If he is, if if he's just acting here and playing it up and hamming it up for the audience, he's really taking his own well-being, legal well-being, in his hands. I mean, he's just he's he's like acting like he's beyond punishment, like he's beyond consequence. It's weird. I'll fucking get you in the end, you fucks. Now we're done right there. I know I I know I should delete it at radio. Probably still went out. I don't care. You're trying to set me up with child porn. I'm going to get your ass. One million dollars. One million dollars, you little gang members. One million dollars to put your head on a pike. One million dollars, bitch. I'm going to get your ass. You understand me now? You're not going to ever defeat Texas, you sacks of shit. So you get ready for that. Now, I don't usually use French, but I'm pissed right now. Oh my God. Norm Pattis, you take over this segment the next. I apologize for my use of French here, but I'm really pissed right now. And yeah, I'm not I get that. With this goddamn bullshit anymore. His so lawyer. you should have talked to me about the reward structure. No, I don't. It's one million. But listen to me. I'm your lawyer, and it would behoove you to listen from time to time. You don't ever want to create an interest in the outcome in a potential witness. <laughs> No, 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 I'm here. I'm, I'm going to... Why does the law enforcement say there's an out... Why does law enforcement say $5,000 dead or alive? That's one million! Because we all know who did it. Oh, God. So let's talk about what happened here. I was, you think I won't pay one million? I didn't say that. I just don't want you to create an interest in the outcome of if, of a person who testifies because they now have... A, there is a contingent interest it's in the, telling... Well, then why does law enforcement get bounties? Oh. That's different than having a contingent no, interest no, in No, 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 no. You'll never defeat Texas. He's Texas, apparently. <laughs> I alone am Texas, you motherfuckers. I wonder if listening to Alex Jones is kind of what it's like for people watching um, wrestling. You know, like if it's just the drama of it. You know, so are you asking if they if they believe that it's like they know it's fake, but it's kind of like an adult soap opera? Yeah, yeah. Or if they really believe it's real. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's like this extra drama field craziness. Yeah. Re- obviously, real people believe it's true. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, there wouldn't be one- women serving prison sentences for threatening the lives of Sandy Hook parents mm-hmm. who followed the advice and followed the fury and the fervor of Alex Jones's passion. Yeah, I'm I'm more talking about the excitement of yeah. listening to it. Like if that's kind of what gets people hooked in, you know? One million dollars to put your head on a pike. That sounds like a physical threat to me. <laughs> yeah, I remember he's talking about the opposing counsel. Yes. In the in the Sandy Hook case. Well, he's not here. I like women with big giant tits and big asses. <laughs> what a fucking Nutball. So anyway, there's a part two to this. Uh, not quite as entertaining, but, but I want to play it because it really does, I guess, just illuminate even further Alex Jones. Out of hundreds of thousands of emails they got, and they know right where to go. What a nice group of Democrats. How surprising. What nice people. Chris and Maddie. Chris and Maddie. Let's zoom in on Chris and Maddie. Oh, nice little Chris, Maddie. So th- that's a that's a a shot from above, down on the papers on his desk. Again, that's... and it's a photo of the lawyer, Chris Maddie. Right. And then he smashes it with his fist. The attorney in the Sandy Hook lawsuit, the opposing counsel again, that's right. not his own attorney who was just trying to prevent him from looking ridiculous and making a terrible mistake. And. Breaking the law. This could be criminal. Yeah. What a good American. What a good boy. You think you'll put on me what? Anyways, I'm done. Total war. You want it? You got it. I'm not into kids like your Democratic Party, you cocksuckers. So get ready. Anyways. You're my defense lawyer. The point is, I'm not putting up with these guys anymore, man, and their behavior, because I'm not an idiot. Now, get ready, because 
they go to commercial. I think they force him to go to commercial. And the track starts playing to take him to commercial while he's praying to God. And not for positive things either. They literally went right in there and found this hidden stuff. Oh, my God. Oh, my. And they're my friends. Oh, we want to protect you now, Alex. Oh, oh, we're. Oh, you're not going to get in trouble for what we found. F you, man. F you to hell. I pray God, not anybody, any else. God visit vengeance upon you in the name of Jesus Christ and all the saints. I pray for divine intervention against the powers of Satan. I literally would never have sex with children. I don't like having sex with children. I would never have sex with children. I am not a Democrat. I am not a liberal. I do not touch children's genitals off like the left does. The left Spoken like a true man of God. I like women with big, giant tits and big asses. Well, anyway, the next day, two days later, they, they actually appeared in court today, today, Tuesday. Mm -hmm. They appeared in court and the judge sanctioned Alex Jones. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the judge is apparently going to deny Jones's side the opportunity to pursue to pursue special motions to dismiss moving forward in the Sandy Hook lawsuit. Not good. Mm -hmm. There's also some other thing about him paying uh, the plaintiff's legal fees. I'm not sure how that would work. Uh, like maybe if he loses the case, he's going to pay. I don't know. There was some other, some other element to it. Uh, don't quote me. We'll look it up. But um, this is just... Dangerous, bizarre, unhinged. I mean, really, this is the definition of unhinged. The, the weird voices. He's going through a series of characters. It's it's like, uh, I know multiple personality disorder is not a thing, but it's like he's trying to fake that. So I can't find where you're talking about related to this this fee thing so yeah i, mean, I don't well, let's not well, i retract that until we get it figured out so. okay maybe next episode we'll okay. figure it out yeah so, i'm already uncomfortable with how much time we've played alex jones and talked about alex jones all right democracy facing down pessimistic politics with realistic optimism so before we get into some of these topics, let's let's talk about the MAGA rally, the 2020 announcement campaign rally that happened this evening that was, speaking of bizarre, played in full on Fox News, played in full, bell to bell mm -hmm. on Fox News. And then afterward, um, glowing reviews from everybody from Sean Hannity to I saw Matt Getz on there. Uh, of course, he was there um, too. Laura Ingram, um, trying to think of the other faces that I saw. They certainly went and interviewed um, Trump supporters that were in the crowd. Yeah. Um, when I when I watched who they were talking to at that moment, it was a person of color. I'm sure that they yeah. weed them out of the crowd, make sure that they talk to them. It really is a coordinated campaign effort between the network and the campaign. I mean, it's very shocking. It, it's it's strange that no other news outlet did any other news outlets carry it. I don't I, think so. The, that's the reason I watched Fox because. I I wanted to see what the opening salvo was going to be, mm -hmm. and really, I, kind of disappointed. I, I I it really was just kind of a Trump's deluded understanding of what he's accomplished up to this point, and then also rehashed. Like there was a a resounding set of chants of "lock her up," talking about Hillary Clinton. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Do you think? Oh it's very God. weird to me. Do you think these ding-dongs, these mag americans in the crowd, are they not embarrassed at all to be screaming, lock her up, when Hillary Clinton isn't even an element now? Yeah, I have no idea. I mean, she wandered off into the woods and hasn't been seen since, other than maybe a couple of interviews. Yeah. Thankfully for America, that's mm -hmm. the case, but... She certainly doesn't warrant lock her up chance. And he went on a several minute rant about the emails and acid washing <laughs> servers. And oh, my God. What the fuck? You know, he also made a comment talking about abortion and talked about um, how Democrats support having the baby and then killing it. 
yeah, t- killing it outside the womb, mm-hmm. giving birth, and murdering a born infant. And you know, something funny happened, and I don't know if Fox, someone was running it, the camera, and they just have a fantastic sense of humor, but after he said this, they <laughs> went to the crowd, and someone was giving um, a double thumbs down. Boo! <laughs> That's your reaction right. to someone taking a baby out of the womb, and it's like able to live on its own, and then killing it. You're just like, oh, thumbs down. Double thumbs Angry down. Angry face. <laughs> yeah, right. Boo to that. <laughs> I give a strong boo to that, sir. <laughs> Thumbs down. <laughs> oh. They don't believe that that's happening, is what I'm saying. There's no way they believe that's happening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, God. So, so it really was just kind of a repeat of, of 2016. All of the same elements. Mm-hmm. <laughs> talking about how the wall's going to be built. Yeah, next year. Yeah. So so what are the 2020 candidates to do then, knowing that this is a possibility? And I was actually thinking of this because I was I was watching the Poor People's Campaign Forum with the um, some of the Democratic presidential candidates, the Poor People's Campaign, trying to make issues of poverty um, front and center for this campaign. Sure, yeah, important. And uh, Elizabeth Warren, I was watching her talk. And I, I believe you can find it. It's really long, but it's on the MSNBC YouTube channel, the Poor People's Campaign Forum with the Democratic presidential candidates. And I was watching Elizabeth Warren talk, and I was thinking of, you know, if she gets the nomination, and then she's doing these debates with just her and Donald Trump, similar to the de- debates with just Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump, and if he's going to be interrupting her answers, saying, oh, Pocahontas, Pocahontas, you know, mocking yeah, her and, yeah. and calling her Pocahontas. And this is going to be the new thing that the crowds are chanting. I mean... Yeah, I don't know. I think... Um, I think, one, this campaign is going to play out a lot differently if the networks do the responsible thing. If CNN chooses to act like they did last time and play all his fucking rallies at 45-minute spurts, uh, preempting their regular programming... We might see a repeat. We could very easily see a repeat Mm -hmm. if they give him billions of dollars worth of media time for free. Mm -hmm. But if he's relegated to only Fox News doing it, it's going to it's going to change the it's going to change the landscape, I think. Hmm. But as far as debate, I, I have no idea. I think there there are probably a lot of people who are paid a lot of money to strategize and train these individuals, these candidates, how to react while on stage with him. And I don't know that it, that you need to do exactly what Hillary Clinton did because that clearly didn't exactly pay off. You got to have some personality play in there, and Hillary Clinton's, for the most part, I think, personality free. Mm-hmm. Oh, but what? Well, I just sometimes I, uh huh, and I didn't mean to uh huh oh, because then yeah. it sounds like I agree when it's I actually I'm just listening to what you're saying. Yeah, you're just <laughs> acknowledging that I said it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because um, I don't necessarily agree with that. Um, I also think that there's a difference between what someone is forced to, and I'm using forced kind of lightly here, forced to um, the kind of fa- facade that they're forced to put on sure, in public. Sure. And especially with a woman trying to navigate being likable and, and what that can look like for a woman is very difficult. Yeah. Well, I, I'm just thinking right in my head right now of, uh, I'm not thinking of men. I'm thinking of women because they do have different rules that they, unfortunately, based on the societal kind of structure that we've, the, the, the expectations, they have different behaviors they have to abide by. Mm -hmm. And I, I think I'm thinking of, of Elizabeth Warren in my head, but she's, she's quick on her feet. Yeah. And she's funny. Yeah. And she's witty. Uh And she's, she's, um, I think she would do okay. Yeah. We were having this conversation recently because there's something that I um, notice about some women um, in their interactions with men is that they will laugh like to an excessive degree about most of the things that men in a social setting are saying. You know what's funny about... Well, this is for the audience. I'm doing a show thing here. You know what's funny about that when I know you know what's funny about it because we've talked about it. There have been many times where you pointed it out to me. That person does that to you. They mm-hmm. laugh and laugh about things that you're not even trying to be funny about. Uh-huh. And I'm like, no, that doesn't happen. And then when I take note of it and I really pay attention, I'm like, holy shit. 
that fucking happens. Mm-hmm. So I think it's even for men, it's kind of a programming thing where it's like, oh, I'm really funny. I must be really funny right now. Yeah. <laughs> and don't even think about, are you even trying to be funny guy? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and I think it's kind of a way for women to like neutralize a situation and make men feel safe. And I think there's a lot of things that could go into it. Yeah. But as I watch it happen, I kind of marvel at it because I I don't have that in me. And I've never had that in yeah. me. And you don't I, even do it for me. Yeah, and I'm not <laughs> I'm not talking about it like it's a positive thing. I almost wish that I could, you know, um, because I think I would be like much more successful um in my interactions with people. But well, um, with men. Yeah, with men. Um, but I I can't do it. Yeah, you know? You cannot. <laughs> and but I think it does serve a purpose because I do I do witness it. Because men are dummies. And I watch We're the, easily manipulated. I watch the effect it has, and yeah, it is. It's like you feel more comfortable, you know, you're opening up. Not you, but I'm just men in general, you know. Um I've been victim to it for sure. So anyway, if anyone has else has noticed this, please let me know if it's just in my head. That was a good sidetrack. Was it? Yeah, it was a good. It's good talking but about. But this is kind of related these, these to are all things that women candidates have to kind of fucking take into account. Yeah, like how are you behaving? Like, what does she need to do? She being Elizabeth Warren to make people believe that she's serious, but also make people believe that she has a personality. Um, throw Donald Trump off guard, but not make him too riled up to the point where she can't control him or get yeah, the better yeah, yeah. of him in the debate. It's all of this stuff happening at the same time, and that is very stressful. She needs to be more like you, Brittany Page. You're the boss. <laughs> we like to hear that. Thank you. Thank you, Brittany. Oh. Can, can we continue now? You're the boss. Oh, thank you. So... I don't know why I said that. What a huge mistake. Yeah. You know why? <laughs> I'm not prepared! No. I don't think you were prepared. All right. I got a collection of the drops. <laughs> oh. So where do we want to go next? Donald Trump and the, the Mick Mulvaney coughing incident? Yeah, let's do that. All right. I don't really even think this is that big a deal, by the way. I think the media made way too big a deal out of this. Well, I mean, I don't think the media is making a big deal of it. They're just reporting it. And then people on Twitter are loving it because it's hilarious. Because here's what happened. George Stephanopoulos interviewing Donald Trump. Donald Trump is in the middle of fumble fucking his answer. Okay. Can't yes. get it together. Looking like a real dum dum out there. Yes. And Mick Mulvaney starts coughing. Tippy top shape. Mick Mulvaney starts coughing in the background. Oh, perfect opportunity to lash out because he's feeling vulnerable because he can't hang in the interview with George Stephanopoulos and also to temporarily shift the attention away from him. When you will see my financial statement at some point, I assume it's going to be released, you'll be very impressed with the job I've done. Much, much bigger, much, much better than statement? anybody. Uh, they're after my financial statement. The Senate, they'd like to get my financial statement. At some point, I hope they get it. You're going to turn it over? No, at some point, I might. But at some point, I hope they get it because it's, <laughs> it's a fantastic financial statement. It's a fantastic financial statement. And uh, let's do that over. He's coughing in the middle of my answer. Yeah. Okay. I don't like that. You know? I don't like that. that. Your chief of staff. If you're going to cough, please yeah, leave the room. Get a shot of, and I'll, yeah. I'll come over here. Just, just can't. Shoot. You just can't. Just to change the shot. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Do you want to do that a little differently then? Yeah, or? we just changed the angle. Okay. Yep. Thank you. So at some point, so at some point, I look forward to, frankly, I want, I'd like to have people see my financial statement. Because it's, it's phenomenal. No, it's not up to me. It's up to lawyers. It's up to everything else. But they're asking for things that they should never be asking for, that they've never asked another president for. They want to go through every deal that I've ever done. They've, what they're doing is a disgrace. They're trying to do step, step, step. They want to keep it going as long <laughs> as possible to try and demean and hurt as much as possible so they can possibly win the presidential election. Uh. So, so here's, here's why I let him continue with the whole answer. Well, most of the answer. And that's because the reason I believe that he fucked this up and called out the coughing is because he had just said the Senate is trying to get his financial statement. The Republican-controlled Senate is not trying to get his tax returns or financial statement. That's mm -hmm. not happening. Mm -hmm. It's the House. Mm -hmm. But I have the other thought that is uh, maybe Mick Mulvaney was like, <coughs> no, no. 
<laughs> don't say that. <laughs> Excuse me. Like maybe he was trying to interrupt the situation. Yeah. <laughs> and dipshit here just didn't take the the hint. Oh, that's amazing. But as far as the his the way he treated the chief of staff, I don't think that's a problem. Yeah, I if know. You're, if you're in a recording situation and people start coughing while the mics are hot, come the fuck on. We're in a professional thing here, man. I mean, I would go a step further. If you are in a car, for example, and it's close quarters in there and someone starts coughing, feel free to pull over and tell yeah, that person to get out of the car. You know what Oval I mean? Office. Yeah, it's the Oval Office. I mean, the Oval Office isn't giant. Yeah, no one has time to be breathing in your coughs and spreading <laughs> that illness. You so know what anyway, I mean? I thought this got made a lot more out of than it needed to be. Therefore, we're not going to continue to harp on it. But it was a funny moment because they released this edit rather than just let it hit the, the cutting room floor. Mm-hmm. So the next thing I want to talk about is this story from the New York Times. A little bit more serious, a little less smiley on my face. That the United States intelligence infrastructure and military infrastructure and the cyber warfare division has implanted malware code. To disrupt the Russian grid at will. When when we want to fuck with them, we'll be able to flip on the switch and maybe turn off the power or do whatever we need to do relative to the effects. I'm trying to draw up my speech to see what you're doing. No, I'm just I'm I'm laughing because speaking of dum-dums, um, I saw someone respond to the New York Times article about this and say, if this was actually happening, why would you even be reporting on it? This should be kept secret. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Very funny. <laughs> yeah, you know, the New York Times is really uh, getting in first on this one, yeah. right? So, so anyway, that's not really what I want to talk about. What I want to talk about is there's a paragraph buried r- r- smack in the middle of this article from the New York Times that says that Trump is not briefed on this matter because out of an abundance of caution, the intelligence community and the military community uh, th- that are taking care of this aren't briefing him for fear that he will put the gabosh on it or that he'll talk to foreign officials. Yes, it says, quote, two administration officials said they believed Mr. Trump had not been briefed in any detail about the steps to place implants, software code that can be used for surveillance or attack inside the Russian grid. Pentagon and intelligence officials described broad hesitation to go into detail with Mr. Trump about operations against Russia for concern over his reaction and the possibility that he might countermand it or discuss it with foreign officials, as he did in 2017, when he mentioned a sensitive operation in Syria to the Russian foreign minister because the new law defines the actions in cyberspace as akin to traditional military activity on the ground, in the air, or at sea, no such briefing would be necessary, they added. So if you go and you botch a military operation, an intelligence operation, by telling the enemy about it, you are a foreign agent. If you're an American and you're working for our side and their side, you're a double agent. Did a video about it. Don't want to rehash everything. But me doing a video about it is kind of what I want to talk about here. Because every media outlet reported on this story and then just breezed on by that particular paragraph. They might have addressed it briefly, but that wasn't the crux. Listen to this from MSNBC, who you'd think of all the networks. I went to the one that I thought for sure would take up the mantle of Jesse D's video and talk about that. And they didn't. Welcome back to Velshine Rule. Russia issued a very sharp warning following a New York Times report that the U.S. deployed cyber weapons deep into the Russian electrical grid. News of the American intrusion into Russian networks comes nearly one year after the Wall Street Journal reported similar actions Russians took against the U.S. power grid. The Times story this weekend prompted a pair of tweets from none other than President Trump accusing the paper, the New York Times of treason, and claiming that the Times made the story up, again calling the Times the enemy of the people. Now, according to the Times reporting, two administration officials said they believe Mr. Trump had 
not been briefed in any detail as Pentagon and intelligence officials described broad hesitation to go into detail with Mr. Trump about operations against Russia for concern over his reaction and the possibility that he might countermand it or discuss it with foreign officials. The sources cited concern over a, a May 2017 meeting in the Oval Office between the president, you'll remember this, and the Russian ambassador to the United States and the foreign minister when Trump allegedly revealed intelligence information to the Russians that compromised sources and methods necessary to national security. Joining us now, Dave Weinstein, former operations planner. For and then they get this guy on there who's a cyber warfare expert, apparently. Mm -hmm. And then they just talk about the actual nuts and bolts of how it would go down. They don't talk about it all because that's probably not his purview. Mm -hmm. Why they wouldn't brief the commander in chief of the United States Armed Forces about this particular thing and how dangerous it is. That the President of the United States is not being fully briefed on things such as this with as volatile an enemy as Russia. Mm -hmm. For fear that he'll go tattle to Russia and spill the beans. They didn't talk about the last thing they just kind of briefly brushed over. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm very bothered by it. Yeah. More, more bothered than maybe I should be, <laughs> Brittany Page. Well, I again, I mean, I know that the media makes choices about things that they're going to focus on. Yeah. And they have a lot to talk about. But this does seem like a rather important <laughs> bit of information that has mostly gone under the radar. Yeah, it's the most important thing of the week, as far as I'm concerned. This, this is one of, for me, this is top 10 of his entire presidency. So part of the reason, though, that, that I think um, he doesn't get briefed and that we should all be very alarmed, is the fact that we have a man like Mike Pompeo, former CIA director, current Secretary of State, who when get he gets asked about this on Fox News Sunday with my, with um, Chris, Wallace. Chris Wallace, I almost said Mike Wallace, um, when he gets asked about Donald Trump offering, hey, everybody, yeah, we're <laughs> open to getting some, uh, some bad info. Let's see what you have. Nah, the FBI director's all wrong about having to call him. Nope, it's okay. He gets asked directly about this. And rather than be a patriot, a protector of the Constitution, he's just a fucking Trump toady to the nth... Listen to this exchange. And try not to wreck your car into an embutment. When he said that he, he seemed to invite... Opposition research on his political rivals in the 2020 campaign from foreign governments. Here's what he had to say. Somebody comes up and says, hey, I have information on your opponent. Do you call the FBI? I if don't think coming from I'll Russia, tell you what, you do. I've seen a lot of things over my life. I don't think in my whole life I've ever called the FBI. In my whole life. I don't, you don't call the FBI. <laughs> life doesn't the work FBI that way. Life says doesn't that's work. What should happen. The FBI director is wrong. Is accepting oppo research from a foreign government right or wrong? Chris, you know you asked me not to call any of your questions today. Ridiculous. You came really close right there. Uh, President Trump President Trump has been very clear. He, he clarified his remarks later. Uh, he, he, he made it very clear. Even in his first comments, he said, I'd do both. He said he'd call the FBI. He said, President, maybe Pre I'd do President, both. He President, said, maybe I'd do both. President Trump has been very clear that he will always make sure that he gets it right for the American people, and I'm confident he'll do that here as well. There's more to the clip, but I have to fucking stop it. Mike Pompeo is maybe the best at this than anybody. Where he says the exact opposite of anything Donald Trump has said. D Donald Trump has been very clear that when it comes down to it, he's going to protect the American people and the security of the state every time. That's what Donald Trump says and that's what he does. Well, that's not what he fucking said, guy. Listen to the tape. He just fucking played the tape for you. He said, no, the FBI director's wrong. It's okay to take information. Why do you think you got to listen to it? You got to see what they have. What's wrong with that? He didn't take some noble, bold stand. Like, he, like he's hugging the flag. Oh, I would never do that. I love my country too much. 
Well, at the risk of, of uh, getting your ire, the president told Fox and Friends on Friday, and I agree, he kind of walked it back. On no, he didn't walk it back. Chris. Yes, he did. He's because he said maybe on Thursday, and then on Friday on Fox and Friends, he said he'd listen first, and then if the information was bad, that he would take it to the FBI or the Attorney General. But he also made it clear to George Stephanopoulos that he did not see this as foreign interference. I want to play a clip of the president's own words. I think you might want to listen. I don't, there's nothing wrong with listening. If somebody called from a country, Norway, we have information on your opponent. Oh, I think I'd want to hear it. You want that kind of interference in our elections? It's not an interference. They have information. I think I'd take it. He says it's not interference, it's information. The country, sir, and I don't have to tell you, has a long history dating back from George, to George Washington in saying that foreign interference in our elections is unacceptable. Chris, President Trump believes that too. I have nothing further to add. I came on to talk about foreign policy, and uh, I think the third time you've asked me about a, a Washington piece of silliness that chased, chased down a story that is inconsistent with what I've seen President Trump do every single day. I will leave it there. I think I only asked you twice, but that's all. Fuck you, Mike Pompeo. Washington silliness? Opening up the United States and our democracy, our election, to attack from a hostile, malign, malignant motherfucker like Vladimir Putin. That's not Washington silliness, you brown-nosing freak. This is the Secretary of State of the United States. The former CIA director who knows well what took place in 2016. This is what Donald Trump has done. This is the effect he has on men and women who purport to be just a bleeding red, white, and blue. Well, and this is why I think it's important to keep our focus on the upcoming election. And if you are someone who is hesitant to talk about politics publicly, to talk about it with your friends because you feel it's impolite, you, you feel it is not something that you can address, that it's better to keep quiet about it, just do your voting, go about your life, um, I would say that maybe reconsider that a bit. Yeah. There are ways to talk about politics, post about politics get things into people's heads without being hostile or aggressive um, or ruining relationships, right? It, it can be difficult to navigate, and we've talked about that a lot on this show, right? How to navigate that territory with people who disagree politically. But For sure. it's too important to be quiet about at this point, you know? And I think being mindful of the sources that we post, ensuring that we are... Um, arguing things from an intellectual point of view, right? Um, making sure that we're trying to position ourselves to be the most convincing possible, right? Um, that's really important stuff that we need to be thinking about going into this election. So with that said, <laughs> yeah, I know I thought you were going to play a The More You Know drop because I'm being a douche. Why would I do that? Um, but anyway, you agree with that? I 100% agree. It's hard. Yeah. Very hard. Uh, almost impossible for me sometimes, but I think there's another element to it though that it, that is uh, worth exploring, and that's the fact that there always is this. People feel like, oh, I'm just in my peer group, and if if you shake it up by letting them know, oh, I actually believe this, they might be more receptive to to changing their minds too. Right. They might be just you know bunker in a bunker. Of mm -hmm. their conservative opinions, and then they know and, and respect you, and you believe something a little different, and they might be like, "Oh shit, it's safe to believe that." Right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, then I think as we kind of shift away from, look at all these terrible things that Donald Trump is doing. Look at how terrible he is. To look at this candidate and what they're proposing. Look at the differences between yeah. these policy proposals, what the actual effects will be on your life, right? Look at these things. That's why we need candidates with actual plans and proposals and not fucking platitudes. Well, and that's also why I'm so glad that the Poor People's Campaign did their, their uh, forum on poverty, because this needs to be... At the top, this issue, yeah. right? Income inequality, sy systemic racism, all of these things. This needs to be at the top. And candidates who aren't talking about these things, 
I don't care about them. Okay. Yeah. Because and we I'm all, with you. I'm with you. Well, we also need poor people to come together, right? I just I posted an article by Greg Kaufman from The Nation, and that's what he says. He ends it saying, quote, and if poor people start coming together and voting together, well, in Washington parlance, that's a game changer. Yeah. And listen, there is there's something to be said for the silent voting block out there that doesn't fucking vote. And those are poor people. They largely don't vote because they feel so disaffected. They, they feel it's helpless. It's hopeless. Why would I vote? It's not going to make a difference. Yeah. So there's a lot to focus on. There's a lot to worry about, but I think that <laughs> we're lucky to have this community, have this forum uh, to talk things out. Yeah, and, bounce ideas off one another. And that's really what it's about. So we look forward to it. And we want to hear from you to do just that. 657-464-7609. Of course, you can always email voice memos from your smartphone to idoubtit at dollamore.com. We would love to have you join the Patreon family. Help support the show. Keeping these old lights on. Go to teamdollamore.com. That'll get the job done. We love you guys. We appreciate you. We'll see you next time real soon. I'm Jesse Dollamore for Brittany Page. And this has been I Doubt It. I like women with big, giant tits and big asses. <laughs>